chapter uh, 14. I shared with you last week uh, two verses, and I just felt as I shared with you last week that there was something there that I wanted to share, and you allowed me to share that with you. I am going to kind of pick that thought up again, but I do want to give you the full story here from Matthew chapter 14. Beginning in verse 13, it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. They have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. He directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. I love that portion of Scripture again. Thank you for joining us online. If you want to connect with us, you can hit the Connect button. If you want to give, Giving today is always done with boxes up there and over to the left as well. I want to give you from God's Word this morning just this powerful message. I have to pick up uh, from last week's message again. I, I shared the importance of checking the gauges in our life. That Jesus gives us this powerful and important example that when life hits you hard, you have to pause. You are not made to deal with life on your own. I think sometimes in life we're taught that you should deal with life on your own. You know, pull up your, your own bootstraps. Come on, you can do this. you got to go out there and do this. And, and, and there's, there is some good behind that thought, but there is also there's some bad that has turned in, that, that has taken that thought. That, yeah, I have to just figure this out on my own. And I think many of us have dealt with that because of the lack of mentoring that we've received in our life. We needed a mentor in our hearts and in our life. And, and somehow, when we don't get those mentors, we, we think that we've got to figure out life on our own. And especially here in America, we've got to do this. We, we can figure this out. We've always gotten through, through this. But that's not how you were created. We have to, and I have to just remind you again, if you are going through a difficult situation in life, if you're battling sickness, if you're battling an ongoing problem, you need to withdraw and spend time with Jesus. You were made to come into His presence. You were made to know His love. He, is, he, is, he died on the cross for our sins, that we can have access into His presence. 
We need to learn to cry out to God. We need to learn to bring our questions to God. We need to learn to bring our doubts to God. We can't hide anymore from Him. We need to learn to come to Jesus. And it doesn't have to be tragedy. I've said this before, and I hope I continue to tell you this as long as I'm here. I have learned in my life, I want to learn vicariously in my life. And I've learned that because I've said, and I have have that privilege of in life. I've seen people who have made mistakes, and I said, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go through that pain to get that lesson. I'm just going to learn, and I'm going to take that lesson on, and, and, and God use that lesson in my life. And so, you know, I, I hope you don't have to have a tragedy to start calling out to God. I hope the wheels don't have to fall off for you to say, oh, i got to start reading my Bible. I hope you don't have to get horrible news to finally say, okay, God, I'm committed now. I'm with you. But I hope it's, it's something in your heart that you want the Lord, that you desire Him. You know He is good and He has good things for you. And I hope you can also recognize that you don't have to go through tragedy to call upon the name of Christ. And the, the point here is also recognizing in your life that maybe there's just some simple things going on. Simple in the sense of uh, it's not death and not a tragedy, but you've had a horrible conversation with somebody. Life isn't going your way. You know, you didn't get the job and something of that effect. You know, we all have an excuse to come to God. Every one of us need to come to God. We need to learn to cry out to Him. And of course, if you're not dealing with overwhelming situations, I understand that. And last week we talked about Solomon, we talked about Samson, and I would insert King David. All three of these men were victorious. They were victory after victory. They were succeeding. They were doing God's will. They were having a great life. Every one of them did not take the time to check the gauges. And I share this point, and I will say this in their life, because we're supposed to learn from the Bible. And uh, what I learned is that they, had, they did not have the accountability in their life. They didn't have somebody to speak into their life, to challenge them and say, Hey, are you looking at this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing in your life? You've been telling me this, and this has been going on. We need accountability in our life. We need to be able to share our life with each other and help and ask God, God, would you use my brother in Christ? Would you use my sister in Christ? And these three great men of God did not have accountability, and they brought tragedy to their life. They brought tragedy and pain to the people they love. Whether life is great or life is bad, all of us need to withdraw and come into the presence of God. We need that. I'm going to give you one more illustration because I just should be one more. Because this is a message that's not going to go away. It's going to be something I'm going to hopefully talk about as much as I can for the much as I, of time I have with you. Compass. I've got a compass app. I'm sure some of you have a compass app. Now, I love our, our forest preserve areas. I love them. I love that we live here and it's so close and it's so nearby. So uh, I had heard about this uh, waterfall at Waterfall Inn. And so one day we were passing a sign that said Waterfall Inn. And I'm like, man, it's, it's right here. So I said, that's good. She's like, you are the man. You are amazing. I think 
in Indianapolis. And so I pulled into the parking lot, and I'm the man that's right. I found the water press. And so we start walking, and I'm like, I don't think the water fall is already here. And then I look at a map, and I'm like, yep, I'm not the man. <laughs> the water, and if you've been there or done it before, you know Waterfall Glen like has several parking lots all around Cook County, and there's probably one that gets you to the waterfall. But here's my point. So I haven't been there yet. I haven't got to the falls yet. I'm sure some of you have. I know some of you have have been there before. You would probably be so kind today, even if you were busy, to say, and Pastor said, let me take you to the parking lot you need to go to, and let's just pretend that that particular parking lot is a half a mile south of the waterfalls. I said, you would take me. Pastor said, would you keep your compass pointing north? All right, that's easy. Just keep this compass. It's all right here. Look at it. It moves when I move. And wow, okay, just keep it north. I'm going to run into the falls. Now, I have a six-year-old daughter, and so she loves nature. She loves all of that, too. So when we go on a trail, she wants to see the buds and the the flowers and this and that. So sometimes I just kind of put that in there. And she might say, hey, Daddy, look, there's there's some flowers. Okay, we're, we're going north. Let's go see the flowers. Hey, Daddy, um, you know, there's some, uh, oh, look at over there. There's a butterfly. And there's a butterfly. Yeah, you got to move. And there's a butterfly over here. And, oh, Dad, look at, there's the pond. Oh, let's go over there. And we come over here, and we're looking at the pond. And I'm just going to stop there because, you know, you get the point. If you don't pay attention to the compass, if you put the compass away in your pocket and you start getting distracted, you will get lost. And even if I pull out my compass here, I'm going to end up over there when the waterfall is that north right there. And I just want to share with you today that when you are reading your Bible and when you are praying, when you are spending time with God, you're pulling the compass out and you're saying, okay, God, you told me that if I keep going north, I'm going to arrive at my destination. If I keep my compass focused on you, you said I'll go through my problems and you'll carry me through my trials and you'll give me the strength to do what I need to do. I just need to go north. And when you are praying and when you're calling upon God and when you're spending time in His Word, that's what you're doing. And I can tell you today that when you listen to the Lord and you listen to His direction and you put your heart on Him and you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep going north, it doesn't matter how many valleys you have to cross. It doesn't matter how many mountains you have to climb. You can know that you're going north and you're going to arrive at your destination. I want to tell you this morning, your destination is the presence of God. It's not Hawaii. It's not a waterfall. It's not Disney World. Your destination is the presence of God. It's the love of God. It's the peace of God. It's the joy of God. It's That's where God is wanting you to go, and that's where He's taking you. And it, you will get there when you keep the compass pointing north. So I can tell you today, there's nobody that can discourage you. There's no problem that can distract you. There's nothing that can bring you down or push you around. And then there's there's life will hit you, of course. There will be temptations that will come your way, and they'll try to distract you from going north. And you just have to say, nope, not going to look at it, not going to flirt with it, not going to go there. I'm going to keep going north. Oh, if Samson would have only done that, he would have... He would have kept his eyeballs. The Bible says they gouged his eyeballs out. 
if David only would have done that, if he would have only kept the compass pointing north, he would have never had to suffer and go through the tragedies of life that he went through. And those stories are there for us. Paul told the Corinthians, we have these stories here to learn from, to help us, to guide us, to direct us. And so I want to tell you today, keep the compass pointing north. Let Jesus, let Jesus guide you. Let Jesus direct you. Let Jesus spend time with you. And, and, and this is not even, again, this is not about being a bad person. This is about being a better person for Christ. This is about living to your fullest potential. This is about fulfilling your destiny. This is about helping your fellow man. This is about allowing God to use you to spread the gospel and the good news that Jesus saves. This is about when I pray and I talk to God and I say, God, I've got this good thing I want to do. God might say, no, don't do that. Stay focused. This is what I want you to do. Keep going that direction. Keep going that direction. God, there's, there's this opportunity over here. No, no, I don't want you to have that one. I want you to keep going. I, I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. Okay, Lord, I, uh, there's something over here that I can do for you, God. No, 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 I don't want you to do that. I want you to keep going. And that's what prayer is about. It's being kept on a path that's guiding you and directing you into his perfect will. It's about his mercy and his grace coming upon you. And so here, let's come to the story now. And so here we are in the story. And the disciples, they're doing good, some good things in that story. They're, they're, they're learning something. Let me tell you the first thing that they're learning. The disciples are learning because they have lived in an environment of the law. We read about that on the 4th of July. Remember the woman who was brought before Jesus? And they were ready to stone her. That was the environment that they lived in. Think about that again. You know, we do not live in that environment. I mean, we, there's some horrific things that can happen. But boy, that is not one of them where the crowd is like, oh, let's see what happens. No, 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 no. You're not going to see what happens when a woman is ready to be murdered. And, and so that was, the, that was the environment that they were in. It was the law. The law was harsh. The law brought judgment. The law was a taskmaster. The law was there. And so Jesus was teaching the disciples to have compassion. He was teaching them to have mercy. He was changing the narrative for, their, for the nation of Israel. We're not going to, the law was there to, to reveal who Christ was, but the law is not where it ends. There's a fulfillment of the law, and it's in Christ, the merciful King, the Lamb of God. The law shows us how horrible we are, but now we, we see how horrible we are, but we see the Lamb of God, and now we're so in love with Him, and we want to serve Him. And so the, and, and, and so the disciples are learning So we see that in the story. They, they're saying, Lord, these people, boy, they've been with you all day long. They need to eat. They need some nourishment. you got to take care of them, Lord. Let's, let's just let them go. They, they're hungry. You know, we, we've got to let them go. Remember, they were being good. They weren't being bad by telling the people to go eat. That's not a bad thing. But Jesus saw a moment for them to learn something. He saw in them, and I believe he saw in them, that they were actually using this compassion to give an excuse because he says to them, they don't need to go away. You feed them. 
so many times, you know, it's like, okay, this this could be one of those moments where you're like, Jesus, that sounds a little mean. Like, you, like you, boy, that was, sounds unkind that you're telling her you feed them. Lord, you obviously know what they have. But Jesus is making a point, and he's giving them a lesson to be learned in their life and in their ministry, that this would be something that they would need to carry with them in their lives and in their ministry. And, and so they say to him, Lord, all we have is five loaves and two fish. We're limited, Lord. We don't have enough to feed these people. We need to let them go. And Jesus was checking their gaze. And he was noticing that their gauges weren't right, that there was a lesson to be learned here, that there was something better to be made in their life than just this apparent moment of compassion. There was something that Jesus wanted to pull out of them. There was something that he wanted to put into them. And it was as they were spending time with Jesus that they were going to learn this important lesson. But let me just tell you today, let me challenge you with this thought. What, are, what in your life do you feel like you've reached the limits? This is it. This 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 person. They've reached my my forgiveness level. They've they've reached it. This this job over here. It's reached my patience. What in, what is in your life right now that you feel like it's? I've reached my limits right now. I can't do it anymore. I can't go there anymore. I can't talk to them anymore. And remember, always with wisdom, the, the Word of God, you take the whole Word of God. So I'm never going to ask you to be foolish. God is never going to ask you to be foolish. But He is going to ask you to be merciful. He is going to ask you to be faithful. He is going to ask you to spend time with Him. And so what we need to do is we need to learn to bring our limits to God and say, God, I feel limited. And God, what do you want me to do with these limits? What is it that you're wanting to speak into my life? What is it that you are wanting me to, how are you wanting to stretch me? How are you wanting to allow me to grow? What are you wanting to prune in my life? What are you wanting to challenge in my life so that I can, I can do greater things for you? And Jesus was telling them, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm always going to be there for you. We need to learn to let God work in our lives and not a single person in this room is exempt from that. None of us are exempt from God working in our life. And Jesus was at working in the lives of the disciples. And so this morning, you might think to yourself, I can't give. I can't give to missions. I just, Lord, you know the budget cuts. You know we only have five loaves and two fish. You know this, Lord. So just send me on my way. I can't give. God, you know my busy schedule. I can't serve in the church right now. You know how busy I am. And Jesus is saying, I, I want you to see something. I want you to bring those limits to me. Not be foolish. Not quit your job. You know, don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about coming to God and saying, God, you know what I have. You know what I can give. You know my schedule. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And so that was the formula. That's what happened in this story, is that Jesus encouraged to the disciples, bring those limitations to me. Bring those five loaves. Bring those two fish to me. I want 
want you to see what I can do with those five loaves and those two fish. I want you to see that when you bring your limitations to me, when you bring your doubts to me, when you bring your frustrations to me, I want you to see what I can do in your life. When you can bring that unforgiveness and the lack of mercy, when you bring those situations, I I want you to see what I will do. I will do the miraculous. I will do the impossible. I will do what you are unable to do. I give God all the praise and all the glory for it. Now, let me just be clear about this message this morning. This is not about multiplying food. This is not a message about, I've only got a few hundred dollars. God, I'm bringing it to you. You know, this isn't about material things. This is not about, oh, I don't have much, so I'm going to get much of this. No, 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 no. This is not that message. This is about you and I bringing our lives to Christ and saying, my life is limited, but Lord, you can take it and you can use it and you can do unlimited things with it. You can do the impossible with my life. You can do things I never thought I could do because you are helping me, because you are empowering me. Jesus our God, our Lord and Savior, He is the unlimited God. He has no limits. He is great and greatly be praised. Let me share from Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Verse 17, uh, halfway through it. I love this portion of Scripture. It says, I pray, Paul is talking to the Ephesians, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to Him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the message I am proclaiming to you that you can bring your limited life. You can bring your limitations to God. You can say, here you go, Lord. You can say, here's my life. I don't know. On my own, I'm not going to be able to do much with it. On my own, I... I don't think I have what it takes, but I'm going to give it to you, God. I, I've tried everything with this person, Lord. I've read the books. I've gone to seminars. I've done all that I could do. Lord, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring this person to you. I'm going to bring this situation to you. Uh, this memory just keeps getting at me and beating me up. God, I'm just going to bring it to you. I'm going to let you work on it. I'm going to let you work on me. And in His unlimited power, and in His unlimited grace, and in His unlimited mercy, He will work in your life. I love, you know, it just reminds me that it takes, uh, you know, when we give our lives to God, it's like Moses coming before Pharaoh. And Moses fought the Lord with this. It was the same conversation he had. He's like, Lord, I don't know how to speak. Don't you know I'm a murderer? I, you know, I'm the last person. I, that you should be sending God, I have a limit. And God challenged Moses and he said, who, who gave you the ability to speak? Who's, who created the heavens and the earth? Who are you talking to today? you got to know who you're talking to today because Moses finally submitted himself and he took off his sandals and he came into the presence of God and he says, okay, 
kid, my youngest guy, deals with, with you can't. David, he understood it. He got it. He knew he was limited. But he also saw God use his limitations to bring down giants, to bring down a bear, to bring down a lion. He saw he had the experience of what God has done in his life, and he can do it again. And he'll do it in his power, and he'll do it in his time. But he will do the impossible. And he took down a giant. You can insert your name and your problem. Say, Lord, this is my problem. It limits me. It holds me back. It constrains me. It confuses me. It hurts me. Whatever that problem is, know that you can conquer it in Jesus' name. Know that you can overcome it by His grace and by His power. And you have to understand, He is the Lord of how that happens. Do you know there's moments in the New Testament that they had to raise money for food? They had to raise money for food. Why didn't they just use their faith to multiply what they had? Because the point wasn't food. The point was their heart. It was their relationship with God. It was that power of God. So sometimes, yeah, God, He can multiply food if He wants. He can do that. He can also multiply your power to go to remain in your problems and still succeed and still smile and still help others and still be a person that offers joy and peace and comfort. God is our multiplier today. I want you to learn to give your problems to Him, to love Him and to serve Him this morning. Invite the worship team to come back up. We're going to have a time of prayer. It may be, I've talked about this before. Remember, this is kind of a boat. We learned that from Jesus, how you withdraw. Yes, this, is, this isn't any more special than where you are, but if this, it's a physical breakaway from where you're at right now, and you come forward and you say, Lord, I'm bringing my limits to you. And the realities are we should all be up here today. Every one of us have limits. Nobody is Superman. Nobody is Wonder Woman. We all need God in our life. We all need His help. We all need His strength being alive in us. We all need Him to take our lives and multiply. Multiply. Enlarge my territory, Lord. Enlarge my mercy, God. Enlarge my faith this morning. And I want us to pray. I want us to, I want you to bring your problems. I want you to bring your situations. And it could be yours. It could be somebody else's. It could be somebody else's limited in your life. We've been having heavy needs, and they're coming. Maybe you just want to come up here and pray for America. We need it. We need it. It's going on. It's out there. It's not going away. It's not going away. I know I check the news every once in a while, and I think, is it gone? No, no, it's still there. Stuff's still happening. Still going on. No, no, no. People are, it's still, people are still killing each other. People are, there's still wars. There's still problems in our world today. Stand uh, with me this morning. I'm going to invite. If you need prayer this morning, I want you to come up. Our elders are coming. Pastor Mark's coming. We want you to come, and we have elders here to pray with you. I'll be down here as the worship team just begins to sing. Whatever you have, whatever somebody you know has, bring it up here. Let us pray. Let us withdraw ourselves and ask God, Lord, would you help us? God, I just want to offer a general prayer that by the power of the Spirit, even now, those online, that they, God, would bring their problems to you. They would bring their limits to you, Jesus. And God, you'll begin to open up their eyes. You'll begin to open up their hearts. That they would see how you multiply.
the Lord.